Tonight I'm teaching on faith for finances. Good things is a, is a powerful thing. Faith for finances. Philippians chapter eight, chapter four, verse nineteen. Philippians chapter four, verse nineteen. I almost changed my message today to teach on something because I think God was pressing something on my heart, but I don't know if it was supposed to be taught or not. But since I said I was going to teach faith for finances, I decided let me just do that. Amen. Faith. You will see what we will learn today. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, you, you know who is writing this letter. The person writing this letter is Apostle Paul. And one thing you have to know about the epistles is that the epistles were written to be read publicly to the church. So it was more like they are letters. That's why they are called letters. So they didn't have hidden meanings. Do you understand? They are not like if you read the book of Job or the Psalms or um, the book of Revelation or maybe some of the prophets. The epistles do not have any special. If you read it, you will get the understanding. Now, as you read this, what comes to your mind? He said, my God. This is Paul speaking. Paul is saying, my God shall supply. You see there? The God who supplies. He's telling us something about his God. This is Apostle Paul sharing something about his God. He's saying, my God. But I don't know about your God, but this is Paul's God. Okay? Paul is saying his God. Somebody say, Paul. Is saying his God. You see there? It says, My God. You will hear a lot of preachers. Why am I saying this? Because some preachers believe God does not prosper financially. Even though this scripture does not talk about financial prosperity, because I'll be going finance finances, but I'll be going there anyway. Because it is their God, you understand. But Paul's God, Paul says that his God. Okay? I'm getting, I'm taking you somewhere. Paul says that his God, who's God? His God. Who I'm also serving the same thing. So now I can also say that my God. So any preacher who does not believe in this is serving another God, another kind of God. Do you understand? So Paul is saying, but my God shall do something. And my God shall, shall do something. He says, shall supply all your need. How many of your needs? All. So you see that he does not even use needs in need in his plural sense, but uses it in his singular sense because he's talking about all. Collective. You understand? He's talking about all. All your need according to a certain thing that is existing. The same Paul talks about the fact that as God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. So there is a place in heaven 
where God supplies our needs. Do you understand? So Paul is making a, a prayer and Paul is saying, my God shall supply all your needs. All your need. All your need. According to his riches. His riches. His, his riches. You see this? In, in the Bible, the Bible says that God says the silver is mine. He said the gold is mine. Do you understand? Again, he says that by his stripes we were healed. We spoke about that last week. So, even healing is a riches. It's, 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 it's part of his riches. Salvation is part of his riches. Do you understand? Um, goodness is part of his riches. So, he said, my God shall supply all your needs from his riches, from his storehouses. So, from his riches is the same thing Malachi uses by referring to the fact that um, the windows of heaven. He will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. It is here. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. I'm teaching on faith for finances. You will get there very soon. You get there soon. Are we there? But, looks like today is just but, but. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. So, again, the text is telling us that God is able to do something to a person in the sense that God is able to give a man power to make wealth. Other translations say make wealth, get wealth. Is the same thing? So, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For. Why? For. Why do you have to remember the Lord your God? Because he is the one who gives you power to make wealth or to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Now even though this is Old Testament, we can apply it to our lives today. He said, why does God make, give them power to make wealth so that he may establish himself in their lives. Do you understand? So we must understand that. Somebody will say, okay, 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 we know money, finances, prosperity is not important. It is important. In this life, nothing can be done without prosperity. Nothing can be built without prosperity. Nothing can be sustained without prosperity. But the question we usually ask, I wrote quite about three questions that I, I just decided we need to look at them. And the first question is, does God want me to prosper financially? Does God want me to prosper financially? We are talking on faith for finances, but today I'm going to be talking more about finances. The question is, does God want me to prosper financially? We have seen in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, he says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Again, we found out in Deuteronomy 8, 18 that God is able to give us power. So if he's giving somebody power, it means that he has a desire to bless his people financially because he lets us know that he may establish his covenant, which is sworn to your fathers as it is this day. Are you with me here? There is a covenant, and whether we like it or not, there are a lot of covenants at work even today. 
there's the Abrahamic covenant, there's the Adamic covenant. We are still under the Adamic covenant. What is the Adamic covenant? Be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth, subdue the earth. It's an Adamic covenant. It's still at place today. It's still at place where? Today. So when he's talking about us, he's, 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 uh, what does he say? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers. Which fathers? Because this is Moses' writing. And Moses is not referring to the Mosaic covenant. He's referring to another kind of father. We have the, the, the Adamic covenant. We have the Abrahamic covenant. This is a covenant between a man and a woman, a man and God, Abraham and God, where God is promising Abraham that your seed will be a blessing to the nations. And that seed is referring to is Jesus Christ. Do you understand? So whether we like it or not, even in Christ, we are still seeds of Abraham because the Bible says that if we are Abraham's children we should do what Abraham did I will be here and as we read the book of Hebrews we find out that we are still Abraham's seed in Christ I will me there are other co- covenants like the Mosiah covenant Moses covenant and, and, and others we, we have the everlasting covenant which Christ that is the covenant of we the New Testament church do you understand now whether we like it or not, we are found in a covenant that has to do with our fathers. Paul is a father of ours. Is it not true? Is Paul a father or not? David is a father. Is he not a father? Adam is a father. Is not a father? Now, he says that so that he may establish his covenant. So the question we ask, the first question that we need to ask ourselves is, does God want me to prosper financially? Does God, does God want me to prosper financially? And we see that he says that God is able to do it because he wants to establish his covenant with his people. Are you with me here? And the Bible is clear. The Bible has made it clear that God gives us financial freedom and that he is always willing to cause us to prosper. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Isaiah 1 19. What does it say? Isaiah 119. Uh-huh. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Let's forget about the if ye be willing and obedient. Let's look at ye shall eat. It means God is saying that I will be able to bless you. He's saying that I can bless to eat the good of the land means to prosper financially. To prosper materially. Are you with me here? So, he said, if you do something, I will do something. So, since he's able to do something, it means he's willing to do it. So, the problem is not that is God, does God, does God want me to prosper financially? The problem now we now have to go and find out how is God going to prosper me financially? But the question first is, does God want to prosper me financially? If God ever gives you anything to do in this life, one of the things he's going to do is that he will have to provide financially for you. One day Jesus sent his disciples out to go and preach the gospel. I think I posted it yesterday or today. In the book of Matthew chapter 10 verse 8. Where he told them to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. He said freely you have received, freely you should give. He said, provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet steps, 
He said, you are going to preach the gospel. Do not carry money with you. Do not carry wine. He said, for the workman is worthy of his wages. And when they went and came back, he asked them, did you lack anything? They said, no. He said, we lack nothing. They were coming back with bags full of money and gold and silver. Some with more clothes than they could ever have. So, God is able to bless us if he asks us to do something or when he leads us in an adventure or when he sends us to get something done. Are you with me here? So if God puts something into your hands, it could be a ministry, it could be a family, it could be something. One of the things he's going to do is to make sure that he, he causes you to have provisions so that you can be able to do what he has assigned you to do. Do you understand? So the first question is what? Does God want me to what? And what is the answer? The second question is, what has faith got to do with finances? What has faith got to do with finances? What has faith got to do with finances? What do you think is the answer? What has faith got to do with finances? Have you heard it? I've heard it from preachers. Because they said that um, unbelievers are rich. It's not true. They said unbelievers are rich. They said people who don't serve God are rich. We are just deceiving ourselves in the church by trying to pray or believe God for financial breakthroughs or doors to open for God to bless us financially. But rather we need to go and what? Work. We will talk about work. But the Bible says that the judge shall live by what? And so if the judge shall live by faith, then faith has got something to do with finances because finances are a part of our life. Because if faith has to do with healing, then faith must have to do with finances as well. Do you know the problem of Israel in the wilderness? Their problem was not work. Their problem was faith. As to whether God could provide their needs or not. God's demand from them was to believe that he will provide. And they wanted to do it their own way. God sent 12 spies to go into the land of Canaan and spy the land and come back with a report. When they came, two came with good report, ten came with bad report, and the whole country believed in a bad report. Now, the question is, you saw God divide the, the Red Sea. Is it not true? You saw God feed you for about ten years or something, or five years. You saw God bring frogs. You saw God kill firstborns of uh, animals. You saw God kill firstborns of human beings, turn the Nile to blood, Send locusts and flies and boils. Are you with me here? And now somebody comes back to that. The people are bigger than us. We can't go and suddenly they forget. 
they forget God could provide for them materially. Because the land was more or less like a job opportunity they were going to have, which would allow them to advance in their course. The land was more or less like a financial breakthrough they were going to have because the land was promised to be full of milk and honey. And archaeological discoveries have proven that the land was truly full with milk and honey, even on rocks. Milk, honey, I mean honey, honey. Honey was in abundance on the land. Physical, it wasn't figure of speech. There were cattle, cows were dead and meat and honey. So literally they were going to turn into, and when they brought the, 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 the cassava and the plantain, they were big. So these guys were going to literally live on, some will become honey sellers, some will become plantain sellers, some will become cassava sellers. That's the land God was going to give to them. And they said, we don't believe. He said, you have, you, you parted the rest but now you are going to live. That's the question we are now supposed to ask. Because if God is going to let us walk on streets of gold, then I think he should give us a chip of the ice, a chip of the ice block. He should just bring a chip of, of the gold we are going to walk in heaven and give us just a chip. Don't you think he can do that? Especially when in heaven we will not use money there. That will make him a wicked God. And one thing we have to come to understand is this as a, church, as a church and as believers is that. And it was actually what I was going to teach, which I, I didn't want, I didn't teach. Because I decided I was going to teach on finances. Is that. The mistake, I've been saying this and saying it over and over again. The mistake a lot of Christians we make is that. You see, we go and read a scripture or we read a book on a certain topic, okay, by a certain author. So one pastor will just write a book and say that, um, example, curses are not real. He give you thousands of supposed scriptures. Do you understand? Then we read and say, yeah, it is true. But the same pastor's wife went to the hospital, went to deliver, and they did the person CS. Is that not a case? Is that not a case? Is not Adam's case? And pretend as if he has not seen it. So the problem is that the problem is that. The problem is that, are you with me here? Instead of questioning our theology in the face of reality, we edit the reality to fit our theology, and that is the problem. The thing is there. God said to Adam, God said to Eve, He said, You have pain in childbirth. That's a case. Why is it that now that we have come to Christ, we have come to be saved? Our wives still have pain in childbirth. Eh? So that is the reality. It means that the thing is there. If it is not there, then why do we have it? If we know, do we still sweat? Are tongues still in existence? Are we still struggling to make much small money? Is it true? Don't you think there's a case? So therefore, we have to now look at the, the reality, the thing that is there. You see, it is, it is deception for you to say this thing doesn't exist. You have seen this basket here? He said, no, it is not there. It's not a basket. What is it? It's a, it's a spoon. And that is what we have turned a lot of our teachings into. This is why a lot of our teachings are not practical and they yield no results. 
They yield what? They yield no results. And if they yield no results, it means that we need to go back and question our what? Our teaching. Because the thing is real, the thing is there. And therefore, we have to go back and find out which curse has been done away with as soon as Christ came. It's the curse of the law. It's the curse of say Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made the curse for us. As it's written, curse is anyone that is hung on the tree. That is why when, uh, was the guy who, Uzzah, went and touched the Ark of the Covenant, he died. That was the curse of the law. The curse of the law. So that is what has been done away with. So if, 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 the, if you misbehave towards me and I curse you, it will happen. But I don't do that. But I'm saying the thing is there. Do you understand? If you say you're a Christian, go and rape somebody's daughter now. Eh? You're a Christian, go and rape somebody's daughter. Let her curse you in her blood. You can speak all the tongues, it will happen. You should pray that the curse is not that you will die in, in 30 days' time. God will look at your tongues, just like Apostle Paul said that they should cast out a certain sinner in the church. So that Satan will destroy. That was the same thing. It's like he's simply saying that his, his father has cursed him. The guy will die in the world, but his soul will be saved. God will look and say, oh, don't, don't worry, brother. You, you will get swollen leg, but you will die and come to heaven. So we have to now go back and edit our theology, which is wrong, to what is actually real. Because the reality is what our theology should be about. So if our theology does not answer life's practical questions, why do babies die? Then there is a problem. He says, it's God who give it, it's God who take it. That's the wrong theology. God is, is God paying chaskele. Why will you give and take it again? No, 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 no. Why will God give a baby in your womb and God will take the baby at the third month? What is God doing? Are you with me here or you are not with me? Why would God give you a marriage and in one man time he has collapsed the marriage? And say it is God who is doing his thing. It's not God. Say somebody is doing something. Jesus said, so we now have to go back and understand. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill and destroy. He said, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So if I'm not having life and more abundantly, there is a thief stealing from me. Whether I am a pastor or a Christian or a church leader, if there is something wrong with this scripture, in my, if I'm not seeing this scripture in my life, something is wrong in my life. If we examine that statement Jesus made there, we will put our hands, our hands on our head and cry. But I have come that you may have life. The first life refers to eternal life. The abundantly refers to more than enough in this life. So I'm coming to give you spiritual life and physical life. Am I preaching to somebody here? I'm giving you spiritual life and physical life. That is why the New Testament, in the New Testament, some people were giving their houses as gifts in church. Were they poor? Do you think those, they, they say Christianity is for poor people? How, have you, since you became a Christian, have you seen somebody give his car before as a gift? Or giving his house as a gift to church? We are not rich as those guys. 
We are not as rich as those guys. So there's a problem. If we don't have Christians who can say that I have seven, I'm giving one out as a gift. Then we are not, we are not yet what we, we, we are making noise that, oh, you know, you know, we you say, oh, those guys, they were poor. They were not poor. They were giving like they were mad, giving houses as, as seeds. Have you ever given a house as a seed? Faith has everything to do with finances. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37, 38, 39. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, after ye have done what? The will of what? You will do something. You will receive what? The promise. Next verse. So something must be done to receive. Is it true? Is not true? Exactly. For yet a little while, he that shall come shall come. I will not tarry. He's talking about the coming of Christ. Look at verse 38. Now the just shall live by what? The just shall live by what? But if any man draw back, what will happen to the person? My soul shall have no pleasure in him. If any man decides not to live by faith, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Look at verse 39. But we, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. to believe and we say no we won't believe we will go and do our own thing then we return he said if you return he said my soul will have no pleasure in you what has faith got to do with finances faith has got everything to do with finances as long as we are children of God for success don't you think your child has a right to ask you to pay his school fees? Don't you think your child has a right? Your children, three, right? They are not three. Your children, two boys, one girl. Your children, I'll be there. I'll be there soon. Your children have the right to ask you for money. If you don't give you a bad parent. Let me show you a scripture in the Bible to prove this. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7. We are talking about faith for finances. Do we have the right to believe God to give us money? Do we have the right to believe God? It's a very stupid question anyway. It's a stupid question. Do I have the right to believe in my parents for money? It's a question we need to ask. Yes! It's their responsibility to do that. And ask and ye shall what? Seek and ye shall what? Knock and ye shall be what? Verse 8. Look at it. Verse 8. And everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Verse 9. Look at it there. Oh, what one of there. 
All what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Verse 10. Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? Look at verse, verse 11. Look what Jesus said. If ye then be evil, Pastor says, this is literally saying that we are evil. Human beings, we are evil. But you, you are an evil man like you. Sometimes you think bad things in your head. Because me, sometimes I think bad thoughts, but i very dangerous ones. Is it true? All of us have bad ideas. You know it when you watch a movie. And you wish that somebody was killed. Am I preaching the gospel? Have you ever watched a movie and somebody did something and you feel like this person should be killed? And when they kill somebody, they cut them and you're like, yes, finally, I'm happy. Hey, they kill somebody and you're happy. So now, is Jesus right or Jesus not right? So that he said, oh, me, I'm a good parent. Now, no, Jesus said, you are an evil parent, but you never give your child stones for breakfast. Me, I'm an evil man. I'm an evil man from the very mouth of Jesus Christ. Because of the kinds of things I can imagine in my head. You know, these days people don't like pastors like us. They want the ones who will lie. You know, oh, me, me, I've never imagined a bad thing. Me, I've imagined a lot of bad things, even today. Even today. But me, today, within the past three days, I have given about 1,000 cities to, to people. Just separate, separate people. Me, an evil man like me. Even this evening, even this evening, and now, even while I was preaching, the Lord spoke to me to give somebody money. I said, Lord, you know I need money. <laughs> no, 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 no. As I stood there, as I was singing, He <laughs> said, Give this person this. <laughs> me, an evil man like me, I'm able to do good. If me, I'm a father, I'm a father. I have sons and daughters. I have people that depend on me and I give to them. I take care of them. When I hear that even a mosquito has beaten them and they are done, I call and I'm panicking. I'm doing this. He said, you are an evil man. You think that you are better than God. This is the question. Does God, do, does faith have to do anything? This is the question we have to ask ourselves. You, when your child is sick, you are panicking, you are jumping up and down. But you tell another Christian, God is happy because you are sick. Huh? You tell another Christian, God is happy that you are poor. Are you happy that you can't pay your children's school fees? Are you happy that the rent is not being paid for your son or your daughter? Are you happy that you are able to take your children to better schools? Are you happy? But you say that God is happy that his children are poor. And look what Jesus is now comparing. He said, you, you, me, me, I mean me, me, Micah. Meal, this bad person. He said, even then, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts. He said, even evil people can do good. I'm robbers, and they love their wife and children like something. Many years ago, when they arrested one of the most notorious and robbers in Ghana, they said their wife and children cried. His name starts with A. 
They said the wife and children cried. They cried because this man loved them. Would take them out on vacations. And they knew their father was a robber. The question is, can such a wicked man love like that? It was said that Adolf Hitler was like that. Going around killing millions of people. Yet still in his caucus, in his close circle, he, his wife, and his the way the man could love them. That's what he said. You evil men know how to give good gifts to your children. Look at it. How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that do what? Them that do what? Them that do what? Ask of him. Sit down for one minute. So when somebody says that, oh, when it comes to finances, oh, whatever, you just need to work, work, work. Yeah, I will get there. I will get there. It's part of the place. But first, you begin by faith. You begin by what? The Bible says, walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by what? Not by what we see. The Bible said, the just shall live by what? He said, we stand by what? Faith. We walk by what? Faith. We live by what? Even the Bible says we eat by faith. We eat physical, not spiritual food. Physical food by faith. Romans chapter 14 verse 23. He said, he that eateth and doubteth is then because he eateth not out of faith. For whatsoever is done without faith is sin. Why is it? 23. Look at it. He even said, even food, physical food, is eaten by them. And he that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of it. Look at it. For whatsoever. How many things? What, how many things? So if finances has not faith involved in it, look at it. It is a sin. If faith, my, my faith is not involved in my finances, the Bible says that I have sinned against God. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And I'll explain why. You see, when you go out looking for money and God is not in it, but you, you say you're a Christian, you say you're a pastor, you say you love God, eh? even Sunday you pay tithe, you go out looking for money. And God is not involved. I mean, faith is not involved. Faith, to have faith means you have put God in, you have, it's like God, you are the one who will give me money. But if you don't do that, do you know what you are doing? You are literally saying, God, I can get this thing done on my own. I don't need your help. Anytime we walk out of faith, we are simply telling God, I don't need your help in this matter. Even criminals come to a point where they want to believe God to help them keep money and use money and have money. Unbelievers, when they have no money and believe in God, they are believing God to give them money to use. But Christians are teaching that God, when it comes to finances, faith has nothing. It just works. But unbelievers are believing God. That is why Solomon said there's an abomination of sin under the earth that 
princes are walking on the ground and slaves are, walk, are, are riding on horsebacks. The thing that is ours, we are not using it and the outsiders are taking advantage of it and they are being blessed. Somebody is doing sakawa and he has faith God will help some white man send him money. And he, I'm talking, I've, I've had encounters with him because I used to be in Bekuma. And I, you can listen to me, I won't go to any um, distance. I believe God, I said, ah, do you know that you are doing it's also a bad thing because you are using a lady and all your decisions? Somebody like that is, by you, you said, no, I don't believe God for money, but I, I only believe God to protect me. There's a problem with you. Does faith have anything to do with money? It has everything to do with money. Everything to do with money. There's a scripture that just came to my spirit, but I don't know where it is. It has everything to do with money. The Bible says that if the Lord does not watch the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. Where is it found? In the book of Psalms. Psalm what? 127. Look at it. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build. Except the Lord watch, keep the city, the watchmen wicked but in vain. Look at verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, sit up late to eat the bread of souls. He said what? For so he given what? His beloved sleep. Faith has everything to do with finances. Faith has everything to do with finances. We have to come to that point where we believe that. We can believe God for money. Okay? Are you here with me? Follow me. You can believe God for money. And God will give you money. That is what I want to say. Just as you can believe God for healing, and God will give you healing. Just as you can believe God for protection against demons, physical protection as well, against accidents and others, you can believe God for money, and God will give you money. Am I talking to somebody here? Somebody say, I can believe God for money. God will give you money. Again. Uh-huh. 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 Again. Mm-hmm. 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 Amen. The next question that needs to be asked now will be, if God is going to give me money for believing him to give me money, how does God give me money? How does God give me money? How does God give me the blessing of finances?
How does God give me finances? Let's look at something in the Bible. Proverbs 10, 22. Do you see that here? He said that, okay, okay, it's okay. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh what? It maketh what? It maketh what? What makes rich? Again, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says that the Lord makes rich. He gives it power to make riches, to, to get wealth. Is it true? Now, take us to the 127, the verse 2. Look at something there. It is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of what? The bread of what? Give us Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he does what? He does what? He does what? Exactly. Somebody can get money and the money will be his source of problems. His sorrows. There are people, they have money, they are not happy. Money is not the thing, it is the blessing. How will God give me financial breakthroughs? It comes by the blessing. He said the blessing of the Lord will do something. The blessing of the Lord will do something. And it is the blessing of the Lord that begins the journey of financial empowerment. It is a blessing of the Lord. I can show you so many scriptures on this. Psalm 68 verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of my salvation. Psalm 68 verse 19. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says that he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans 8 32 it's also there. Spare not a son he killed a son if he could give us a son what is money he cannot give? That's what Paul is saying. He said, if God could give his only begotten son, what is money he cannot give? What is healing he cannot give? What is protection he cannot give? Well, today, since we are talking about money, what is money he cannot give? If he can give his son for your soul, what is money he cannot give for a t-shirt or for a mobile phone? He could give for your soul a mobile phone what are you talking about? This is what Paul is talking about here. Money for a conference. What is money he cannot give? That is what Paul is saying. If he could give his son. You see, we teach for people to have a right thinking. And I'm trying to explain something for you to have a, a certain mindset that if God could allow his son to come and cry on the cross, if God himself could come and cry on the cross, with pains, he said, what is money he can't give me? You must develop the right thinking that it is something that will cause something to happen. You understand? So if God is going to give me finances, the first thing he's going to do is that he's going to 
give me a blessing. A blessing. May a blessing come to somebody. A blessing. Listen. Money itself is not the blessing. No. It is the blessing that brings the money. It is the blessing that brings the finances. Are you with me here or you are not with me? It is what? The blessing that brings the finances. Deuteronomy 28 verse, verse 1. If God is going to bless us financially, how will he do it? Faithful finances. The second thing that I want you to know is how will God bless me financially? He will ask me to obey his word. The first one is he will bless me. The second thing is he will ask me to obey his word. You can put that one as the first one. But sometimes he will bless you without any obedience. Sometimes too, you ask you to obey before he blesses. It's sometimes it's just God. It can't be predicted. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do. Do you see? All the commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee high on set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. This is talking about a blessing. Now you can look at the blessing down. Next verse. Please, we are going to go very fast. So all these blessings shall come on thee and shall overtake thee. Next verse. Blessed shall that be in the city and blessed shall that be in the field. You see there? He said in the city you will be blessed, in the field you will be blessed. What is he talking about? Financial blessing. What will you be doing in the city? You are going to work. What are you doing in the field? What do they do in the field? He's talking about farm, work. What will work bring you? Money. Do you understand? Next verse. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Because you are going to be working, you need sound health. So he's saying that I will give a blessing. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the body, your body, and the fruit of your ground. What is the ground doing? The cattle will eat on the ground. I will be planting on the ground. So he says, cattle, look at it. The fruit of the ground and the fruit of your cattle. Your cows will not die prematurely. They will also give birth to strong children. The increase of thy kind, the same thing. Next verse. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. My basket that I take today. What do you use a basket for? For carrying goods. You put things inside your basket. And then a store. Your store. A store is where they used to keep their, their maize and other things. Their harvest. After you harvest, you put them in a store. Eh? That's why in, in the book of Malachi, I said storerooms. Storerooms. Let's go. Verse 6. We have to hurry because this is not what I want to talk about. Let's go. Blessed shall that be when thou comest in. Blessed shall that be when thou goest. I said, you're going in and coming in is blessed. So it means that you'll go and be able to come back. Do you understand? <laughs> Next verse. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come against thee one way. And what will happen? And flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command thee. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy way. In thy way. And in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Next verse. 
The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. He was talking about Israel, but it applies unto us as well. Because the idea is that if you obey me, if you live, you obey the Bible. This is what he's talking about. If you obey the Bible, this blessing is not for only Israel. If you obey the word of God, are you with me here? If you obey the word of God, God will do something. And all that he's talking about is financial blessing and protection. The Lord, uh -huh. best step. Best step. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called the name by the name of God. Verse 11. We are going to verse 15 and we'll see something in verse 15. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods and in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground and in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers to give thee. You see he's repeating the same thing again. Verse 13. Okay, okay, we are. Okay, verse 13 is okay. The Lord shall give Make thee the head and not the tail. Usually we quote it, but the quoting has something to do. It says you must obey. Usually we quote this scripture. Oh, I'm the head and not the tail. You're only the head and not the tail when you decide to live to please God. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. What is faith? Acting on what you believe. Acting on the word of God. Do you understand? So it is only when you act on the word of God, God says that I will give you a blessing which will make you the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hear king diligently. Okay, this part where I didn't give diligently. Unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day. To the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Look at verse 15. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Verse 16. Cash shall be, shall now be in the city and cash shall, so the same thing he said is now going to give us the opposite. What's the reason? Because a man has chosen not to obey God. If I have seen any financial blessing in my life, I always saw that anytime God blessed me financially, it was because he told me to do something and I did it. It is something I know. It is something I know. Because God's blessing does not respect 28th of a month. Neither does it respect fuel prices have gone high or the government is bad. It's something you have to come to a conclusion with. That the blessing of God does not respect economic crisis. Whoever is president doesn't matter. God is still God. I'm still laying a foundation. I wait me here. And therefore, if we obey God, the Bible says that God is committed to bless us. And one of the things He does is to bless us financially. But how will he bring the finances? Now we know that there is a blessing. 
The second thing we know is when we obey him, but how will the money now come? Many years ago, I used to believe that. Hey, secretary for Many years ago, I used to believe that. If I believe God for money, I would just be there and the money will fall from heaven. I'll just be there and I'll see money falling and to fall and I'll pick it up and say, wow, finally, God has given me money. Listen, there are so many things God cannot do. God cannot create money. God cannot create money. Because the money that is in the bank has serial numbers on it. If God creates any money for you today, that money will be a counterfeit. Do you understand? So if God says, I will give you money, he will not bring it from heaven. Because if God has a machine that is making money in heaven, he's a fraud. He's a fraudster. World Bank has to go and arrest him. So if you, if you go and hide in your room and say, God, give me money, suddenly you, you open your eyes and see money falling, money falling, money falling. You will take it to the bank and say, sorry, this money is counterfeit. We don't know it's in our system. It can't be used. It cannot be used. Well, I know some of you will quote Jesus performed miracle from the mouth of the fish. It came from a fish. It didn't come from heaven. It came from a fish. It's not true. It came from where? A fish. Well, theologians are torn apart between two sides of it. Either Jesus told Peter to go and fish and sell the fish and give them money. Which could be true. As a figure of speech, he said, go and cast the first fish, open the mouth, and there's, there's money in it. The second one is, is literal fish. And if it's literal fish, easy. It's possible that the fish swallow the coin. It's possible. And the coin was a coin that already existed in the day because, because if it, it were not a coin that exists in the day, if he had taken it, they would have said it's a counterfeit. So it is a, somebody's coin that, I don't know, but one way or the other, there was a coin in the water, in the sea. <laughs> Jonah's coin. <laughs> I think it was the one that the Jonah, in the days of Jonah, they were throwing into the water. Throwing into the water. So we have to come to an understanding that if God is going to, if we believe God for money, God is not going to cause that money to come down from heaven. Now, this is where the practical part of the message now comes. I've done with all the, the exegesis and the theological aspect. Now, let's go with the, the practical aspect. Are you with me here? If God says, I'm going to give you money, the money will not come from heaven. It will not fall from heaven. As a matter of fact, when the Bible says, when you give your tithe, it didn't say, I'll bring you money. It said, I'll bring you a blessing. Is it true? It's not true. It didn't say, I'll give you money from heaven. Money doesn't come from heaven. It is already on earth. All the money you need to buy a car is on earth. The money you need to, be, you need to pay your school fees on earth is in somebody's pocket. It's in the bank. Are you with me here? You have gone home 30. Every money you are praying and trusting God for is lying somewhere waiting for you. It's in somebody's pocket. Now, how will God give me money when I believe Him or I pray, Lord, my school fees or whatever? How is God going to do it? 
the first thing God is going to do is that we've spoken about the, the, the ways he's going to do but physically how is he going to bring the physical money you understand now that the blessing is there now that we have obeyed him how is he going to bring the physical money the first way God is going to bring you physical money is by bringing you somebody who will give you money as a gift That is how somebody like me, I live. I live on this. I live on gifts. Gifts every day. Gifts every week. Gifts. I believe God that <laughs> it is my faith in God tells me that if God wants to give me money, he will bring it through people. Listen. God helps men through men. It's something I've said over and over again. If God says, I'm going to give you money, he's going to bring somebody to give you money. It's the faith that I had in God, but God didn't bring me the money from heaven. The money miracle, this is money miracle, but every money miracle will come from somebody. Some of them will never call you and tell you that I've sent you money, but every money that comes into your wallet came from a human being. So if I pray right now, receive money miracle, and you receive an alert, it didn't come from angels, it came from human beings. Are you with me here? I've been there, the stranger has called me, please, am I speaking to this person? I say, yes, so I was there, and I just felt like God was just telling me to send you a gift, and I said, I've been there. Me, as I'm there, I've been there. I'll talk about that in my next point. I don't want to jump this point. I've been there, people have slided into my Facebook DM and said, oh, prophet, and please, I've been considered of sending you a seed. Please, can I have your detail before I write a fat seed? Gifts. We all receive gifts. Just that the level of the blessing determines the level where men will give to you. Isaiah chapter 6 says, He said, Your gifts shall be opened continually. So, there is somebody you receive a gift once every six months. It determines the level of your blessing. Teaching a practical thing. Every six months, though, it is, a, it is the level of your blessing. <laughs> hey, somebody may hear this message and also have his own testing, but I'm just teaching. I'm just teaching. It is the level of what? The level of what? Your blessing. So, if God is going to give me money, he will not bring it from heaven. He will bring somebody to bring it. So, suddenly, you may be there, and somebody will just, somebody who has been thinking of sending you money for a long time will suddenly send it and call you. Do you remember when we were in SHS? I promised you, if God blesses with me, I will send you a seed. And that's the one I've sent. And you're like, ah, all this one is not Because, that is how it is. Me, all this one. That's how I've always lived, though. That's how I've always lived. You'll be there, somebody, some. Years ago, say, so, Oh, do you remember 72 years ago? I promise you. <laughs> or sometimes, eh, somebody who is owing you for 57 years. That time when you are trusting God, Lord, I need this financial breakthrough. Suddenly, they will slide into a deal and say, Please, can I have your account? I've got this some money. Let me send it to you. And they will send it to you. That is not your money. That is God giving you money because that your money is gone forever. Reaching the point of God. Wow. 
So I said the first way God is going to give you money is what? Through gifts from people. It's like money that will come from people without working for it. And we have to be very particular about it. You must pray for that blessing. That Lord, let my, let favor for, you see, some preachers have preached this thing out of the church that you cannot be giving money without doing anything for it. But the slave queens are receiving money free of charge. They see somebody's bottles and they say, I like a bottles. Take a car. No sex, nothing. What are you talking about? You see, most of our problems were caused by preachers on the puppet. Haven't you given people money without working for it? When you give your children money, do you think your children have worked for, for the money? When your parents give you money for being their child, do, did you work for it? You don't have to work for every money you have. It's a if every money you have, you work for it, you are cursed, really cursed. You will never be able to do anything substantial in this life. If everything you have, you have to work for it to buy, you are really cursed. I pray, let every curse, if you have such a curse life, may it be lifted in the name of Jesus. So I said that God will cause people to come and give to you without working for it. Without working for it. Wow. The second thing you have to do for God to give you money. Okay, the second channel God will use to give you money is if you are a worker, okay? If you are a government worker or you work in a hospital, wherever, God will give you an increase uh, in salary. It is how God is saying that every month I'm going to give you 100 Ghana cities free of charge. I'm increasing your salary. So suddenly, the government will just sleep and wake up and say we have increased, or your board of directors will just say we have increased your salary, or something. One way or the other, there will be an increase in your salary. An increase in your salary. An increase in your salary. Because naturally you were receiving thousands, then suddenly you just wake up one Sunday, so now we have considered of increasing your salary so we have made it 1,005. That is God who has answered your prayer by saying every month I'm giving 500 CDs in addition to what you have always been receiving. So an increase. Listen, if you pray to God to bless you financially, the second way is that he will cause an increase in your salary. Cola. May your cola come in the name of Jesus. He will cause an increase in your salary. I'm preaching on faith. If I believe God for financial breakthroughs and I trust God, God will cause me to be favored or something will happen and my salary will be increased. The third thing is that I will receive a promotion at a workplace, at my workplace. There will be promotion. Because for every promotion, there's an increase in salary. But it's not every increase in salary that is a promotion. There will be a promotion. So a promotion 
is God answering your financial need. A promotion is God answering your financial need. There's a point, but if I say it, it'll be controversial, so I can't say it. It is part of my point, but it may be my last point. So that all the people who listen to the message, they won't get there. Then they'll get tired of listening and say, oh, I'm done. I said there'll be what? Promotion. My prayer for you is that you will have continual promotion. In the name of Jesus, receive promotion. So promotion is one of the ways God is going to give you physical cash. Somebody say cash. Somebody say money. Because the more there's promotion, the more there's what? Increase in your finances. You understand? Another way God is going to give you money. Another way God is going to give you money is by giving you an opportunity of receiving allowances. So you can write allowances. Allowance is different from increase in salary, different from promotion. Sometimes at your workplace or somewhere, you suddenly read so we will now give you full allowance. God is saying, Now I'm, I want you to have money to drive. Full allowance. A lot of works have started giving full allowances. So you have full, but it's not everybody they give full allowance to. You understand? Say, I'll be there. So full allowance is. One of the ways God will answer your prayer. Suddenly you'll be there with some HOD or whatever. Just cause, oh, they, 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 suddenly they just said they want to take care of seven people's full allowance. And I considered you as part of Even though we are 7K in this hospital. But seven. So I thought of just informing you. Don't tell the rest. So just bring your particulars and come and sign this. And suddenly you have a full, full allowance. Of and the full allowance is usually like 1,000 seats. Receive in the name of Jesus. Look, you can have faith even as a teacher and they will give full allowance. Because, listen, faith, eh? If, Jesus said, if your faith could be small, we started with that as the foundation. We started with that. We started with that as the foundation. Hey. So consider this these things I'm telling you, guidelines on faith. I think the title can even be Guidelines on Faith for Finances. So you will receive some allowance. Somebody say allowance. allowance. And that allowance you'll be receiving, it, it is God answering your prayer. If you're a teacher, it could be suddenly they say, we want to do some extra classes. Hey. And that extra classes is not going to give you like two hundred. It's giving like thousand or something. Like it's almost the same as your salary. You see, it is the devil that has made them take the extra classes from you people. You are listening. Oh, you should go and pray. Oh, it's serious. Oh, there is no reason behind it. It's just a devil has influenced somebody's pride because somebody saying I'm doing the phrase. So if they do extra class, it will be like eh, whatever. It's the devil. You should go and stand on the park and bind some devils that are behind some, some people whose name starts with P.
Maybe I'm teaching on finances. I don't want to go there. So I said there will be what? Allowances. The next thing, or the next way God is going to give you money is that he will allow, allow somebody to buy something you are selling. I'm not talking about a work per se. Let's say you have a land you are selling. So me, I'm selling my land. Do you understand? Now I need money from the land, but I'm not getting so I'm, I'm praying that Lord, let the money come from this land. But we God is saying, I don't want you to sell, but I'm trying to sell it. So if you are selling a car, I sell a bicycle, a motorbike, or a shoe, eh? and you get a buyer, that's how God has given you money. God has given you money by bringing it because you can sell something for 10 years and nobody buy it. You understand? So if you have a land and you want to sell it or a house, you want to sell it to it, something you want to sell it, involve your faith in that thing. You understand? A shoe you are selling or is a motorbike or something you are selling. Involve your faith in it. That I believe somebody will see this thing. One time the person will say, I will buy it. So God will give you money by letting somebody buy something you are selling. Hey. Am I teaching the word of God? I'm not teaching. Do you understand? Do you understand or you don't understand it? Or it is too simple? Is it too simple? So I'm saying they will buy something that you are what? Okay. So that that's why if something you sell something they buy, you have to give a tithe because it was God who did what? Gave you that money. It's also an income. Don't say that it was, but it was my phone that I was selling. So I don't have to pay tithe. You have to pay tithe. How many ways have I given you? Another way God will give you fiscal money is by giving you a job. And this is what I'm going to talk more on. A job. Or work. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse ten to fifteen. Hey. For yourself know, do you remember commentary on Thessalonians? These were the group of people who, everybody lift your hands and follow me. These were the group of people who said Jesus is coming tomorrow, so they quit their jobs. Do you understand? Somebody came and told them that, oh, Jesus is coming. That was when Paul said that Jesus is coming in First Thessalonians. When they heard, they were like, ah, if he's coming there, then he's coming soon. So they went and quit their jobs. Do you understand? And do you know what they were doing? All, all this, what they were going around begging people for food. And, and like, let's say, if you are leaving, you see them, they will come and perish with you. And they, are, they become a burden to you. They are not working. They are just dead. Talking busybodies. And all they are doing, and that was their life. Because they said, oh, Jesus is just coming. There is no importance for work again. Because Jesus will come tomorrow. That's all that money you have made is useless. So Paul had to write, for you yourself know how 
ye ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Verse, next verse. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught. He didn't just go around eating people's food for nothing. But wrought with labor and traveled night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. He says that we worked so that we did not become a burden. You understand? What does it mean that they traveled day and day? Day and night. They were teaching. That was their work. He said, when we came, we were teaching you day and night so that it wouldn't be like a pastor has just come to your house and is living with you, doing nothing, and you are feeding him every day and night, and he's not doing anything to you. That's what he's saying. He's saying, this thing we are doing, we, we say, we are possible. We came, we worked, we labored, so that we do not become a burden to you. So there's a difference. There's somebody who said that, me, I won't work, and now they have become a burden on somebody. That kind of person, if he believes of finances, will never get. He won't get. God will not give him a certain kind of blessing because he has become a burden. And look at it. He said, so that we do not become chargeable to you, to any of you. Next verse, verse 9. Uh-huh. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Verse 10. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you. So he's saying, this is a command. What is the command? That if any would not work, neither should he eat. If God is going to give you a financial money, the Bible is saying that if you don't work, you should not eat. Look at it. Where is my scripture? That if any man would not work, neither what? Neither what? Paul was giving a commandment to them that the members that are among you who say they won't work, but they are always on you, begging you for money. He said, don't give them money again. Sack them. Let them go and get a job to do. One of the ways God gives you money is by giving you a job. Giving you work. What is work? Write this down. Work is service to other men. Work is service to humanity. A tailor is serving people with clothes. A nurse is serving people in sick people. A lawyer is serving people with legal problems. A teacher is serving people with ignorance. Um, work is service. The person who sells ice water is serving people who are thirsty. Is it true or is it not true? I don't know the last time you bought water when you were not thirsty. So that is service. Yes, ice water. Then the person runs to you. Driver, free ice water run around and then the person runs to you. Service. He said, if any would not work, let him know that he should not what? He should not be allowed to eat. In other words, don't give them money to pamper them. Get them work to do. Hey. I said, what is work? Again? 
Now the question is, since we are believing God for financial breakthrough, what do we have in our hands for him to use to bless us with a lot of money? What do we have in our hands? Because even when you have faith, the kind of work you do will determine the amount of money God will give to you. doesn't understand. Even when you have faith, the kind of work you do determines how much money God will give to you. <laughs> That's why it is easy to be poor. It is easier to be poor. Because God will bless you through your work. But the work you are doing is a work that brings That at least brings you money. Is not true? So, verse 13, 11. If any man in work, let him know it. For we hear that there are some which walk among you what? Among you what? They have nothing doing. They are just hanging around. I don't. Look at it in this language. Working not at all. Working what? But are what? Busybodies. From somebody's house, this person's house, to the next person's house. He's sitting here, he's gisting and chatting. Move from here, he's gisting and chatting. Move to the next place, gisting. He said, this person, I'm teaching a message that this kind of person will not have money. So if you're having faith from finances, find something you can do with your hands, with your mind, with your mouth. There are ways you do with your mouth. Teaching is done with your mouth. A lawyer works with his mouth. He's not talking. Yeah. Nurses work with their hands. Injecting people and pressing people's bottles and other things. <laughs> but we hear that there are some which work among you disorderly. They, they are just aimless. They are just aimless. Working not at all, but are what? Busybodies. Verse 12. Now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, said, where they sermon, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. So it is true that God will cause certain favor for somebody to give you money. But what happens when that money does not come? What will you do with it? Now that somebody has not sent you money, at least you have something that brings you money every single month or every single I don't know if you understand, every single day you are selling ice water, you are selling polo, you are selling whatever. At the end of the day, there is something that brings you money constantly. What if promotion doesn't come? What if an allowance doesn't come? At least, you have something that is bringing you constant money. You must have a work. That's what it is. A work is something that brings you money constantly. If it doesn't bring you money constantly, go and get a work. Now this is where it gets very interesting. If you are doing ministry and the ministry doesn't bring you money to take care of yourself, get another work and add up to the ministry. It's a very interesting thing. Go and ask Pastor Collison in, 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 in Doma. 
told him, you can't be my pastor and not work. Get a job. Because this church can't take care of you. If not, at the end of the day, you'll be complaining that. You know how we end up complaining all those things. If you complain you are hungry, your senior pastor has forgotten about you. But me, who is remembering me? <laughs> Which senior pastor is, is remembering me? Is it very interesting? I mean, I tell people, listen, listen. Ministry is work. But if the work you are doing, it's like it, there are teachers who are doing taxi driving. Why are they doing taxi driving? Because the teaching is not able to give them enough money. So if you are pastoring or you say you are a minister and you are doing ministry and the ministry is not bringing you enough money to feed yourself and take care of your needs, your screen, your phone screen is broken, everything about you is broken, go and get something else to add to it. Look at it there. Let them with quietness shut your mouth and go and work. Shut your mouth and work. What do you think is the reason I'm always posting on Facebook? God is my witness and MTM mobile money is my witness. How many people have sent me money just by reading my post on, on Facebook? That's why I never stop writing. It is work. I think with my head and I, I bring out biblical philosophies. <laughs> biblical what? <laughs> You'll be there somebody, the rabbi, and somebody will slide it to my DM and say, Rabbi. Rabbi, peace be unto you. Please, can I have your account number? This is your thing you said. In fact, it was a worry to me. And I felt like I have to sow into it. I'm working. But when you post, only one person likes it. Nobody's even seeing it. I'm working. And you say, you are very funny. If you want, go and say that, oh, eh, me, I'm a pastor, whatever. I've quit my work. Fine. We are all here. Peace unto you. I'll just give you that about. Peace unto you. There must be a source where God will channel the blessing to come true. So if you are working, maybe you are selling, get something to do. Even if you are already working, just like a pastor who is working but the ministry can take care of his knees well, what do you do? You do more work. Like me, I do a lot of work. I'm counseling people, I'm praying for people, I'm healing the sick, I'm, I'm writing, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm having seminars, online counselings. I'm working, you know, I'm always working. Yeah. Yeah. Now I even play video games for money. I play what? Oh. <laughs> you think I'm playing? You think I'm me? I said I love money. That's what I'm teaching on it. I love money, money, love me. I don't care. I don't want. We can play tournament when you are done dollars. He said that with quietness. With what? He said shut up and work. If not, God will not find a way to bring it back. Look at it. So we will come back to this verse in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Am I preaching the word of God? Look at it. Bring you all your tithe. Today is not about tithe. Okay, today I will let you rest. I know you have been paying 9% and 7%. Hey. 
you, God will judge you. But today we are not there. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meet in my house. And prove me now here, we say the Lord of all. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there will be no what? Not what? What is the room? The room is the channel of the finances. You don't have a room, you want a blessing. You don't have a work. You say you want money. You don't have a work. You want money. You are believing God for money. Where will he pass the money to? Are you a Sakawa guy? Are you a Sakawa man? What a wizard. What a rabbi. You don't need veranda. Now you don't have a veranda. You say I want to rear a monkey. Where would the monkey stay? <laughs> that there will be what? Not room enough to receive it. Give us a slip. Look at it. Faith for finances. There must be something that is coming. And I rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Do you have a ground? Do you have a farm? You don't have a farm. Neither shall your vine. Your, this is your plant. What do you do about? This way he said the blessing will come to so if I'm a farmer, he said, I will bless your farm that your farm will produce more than enough for you to be rich. You don't have a farm. You don't have a cashew farm. You don't have a cocoa farm. So now when you tithe, where is the blessing coming to? It will come and hang in the air. It's just hanging in the air. Some of you, your blessing is hanging in the air. It's waiting for your farm. It's waiting for your, 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 your ice water business. It's waiting for your shoes business. It's waiting for your clothes business. There's no business. Look at it. There's no, there's no vine. There's no vine. Cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. You don't have a farm. You don't have a business. You are a busybody. You are believing God for money. Where will you put the money? Where will you bring the money from? How will he give you that amount of money? As I believe God for finances as a pastor, one of the things I believe God is to minister to very rich people. Because if I am believing God for 100,000 cities, James, you can't give me 100,000 cities. No, 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 no. This, I'm preaching common sense and, and practicality. Do you understand? When I said I needed 10,000 at the end of the month, did you give me 10,000 cities? Um, 4,000 cities? The person sent me 4,000 cities. It was, it was peanut money to, to him. But you gave me some, didn't you? Yeah, you gave me some. But it wasn't up to 4,000 cities. So what is, the, what is it telling me? That God should either bless the people I'm ministering to to increase so they can give that amount or he should allow me to minister to more people. So if my ministry, what? I'm just saying a personal reason why I have enough. It's because I am able, I have more people I'm blessing every time. 
So at least if everyone is sending me 50 CDs, at the end of the day, I have like a thousand CDs. But you, you only have two people, your, your life is being a blessing to. So at the end of the day, and those people, they send you airtime every three months. I know some pastors will listen to this message and it will help them. So I'm blessing people on Facebook. I'm blessing people online. I'm blessing, I'm writing. You think I just write because I want to write? No, 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 no. That's why I don't just write anything. Even sometimes I just intentionally crack jokes. Me, I've cracked jokes and people have come to my desk. You are, you are too much. Take a seat. I'm not lying to you. God, I don't know why I should really lie to you. <laughs> Take a seat. I have even cracked jokes on foods I want to eat. Mr. B, you have even sent me a hundred CDs on food before. Crack joke on food. And she sent me hundred CDs that she going to eat fufu. I mean, which fufu in Ghana am I going to use that hundred CDs to eat? So I have evidence of what I'm saying. It's not like I'm lying. I just post and say, I mean, if I get some fufu, the kind of things I will do to the fufu. And I was cracking jokes, but somebody sent me something. Because I am, hey, next time you see me cracking jokes, send me an offering, send me a seed. Send me a seed. Where is your room? Where is your room? Take your neighbor and ask your neighbor, neighbor, where is your room? Where is your room? Room and wherever. Where is God bringing the money to? Where is he going to take the money from? Because if I'm running a business and now I have faith, God will cause more people to come and buy my goods and more people will come and consume my goods. Give me your goods. God will cause... Listen, even if you sell caskets, you can believe God for financial breakthroughs. The reason is every day people are dying. And they are buying from other people. So God can cause them to rather buy from you. So if you are selling a casket, if you are, you are doing casket work, there's nothing wrong with it. If you are even here, you want to even set up your own module. Set up your own module. People are dying every day. God will bless you genuinely. It's not money ritual, genuinely, because people are dying every day. And they don't even have places to keep them. Go to the mortuary, they are lying on the floor. I'm teaching practical things. If you set up a hospital, are you setting up because you want people to be sick? Eh? Ah, what a preacher! I said what a preacher! I said what a preacher! Ah, you sat in the house because you want to be sick. People are always sick. Yeah, people are always sick. So if you set up a mortuary, it's not anything. I will even come there and pray over it for you and anoint the place. Come back to our, our scripture. Second Thessalonians. So church. Bible is saying that God will bless us finally, give us money, fiscal money when we have a work. Do you understand? So you are believing God for money because sometimes you can't do work and not be paid. Is it not true? You're amazing. The company, the company. So when you don't believe God, Lord, I'm trusting you for money so that I can build my house, I can buy my car. God will suddenly, before you realize, see, suddenly things are happening strangely in a very strange way. Financial doors are just opening. And the doors that are open, it's not like the money is falling from heaven, but people are either buying more of your things, strangers are sending you money, it's like something you are selling, they are buying, your boss is even giving you more. Like every day, if he gives you chop, chop money today, you realize he has given you 20 cities of 10 cities. God is answering the prayer. 
God is answering to your faith. He said, if, you, he said, if any man draw back, you must believe that God is answering your faith by using your work to prosper you. And I pray that everyone that is here that has a work, a job, something that is doing with his hands, with his mouth, with his head, may it prosper in the name of Jesus.
If it is politics, just come and know you receive a blessing and go and do politics. Naturally, don't they pay them? I mean, I'm not saying stealing and all those things. I know some of them, but don't they pay them? Don't they give them close allowance? Don't they? It is, it is, in the, in, in, it is regulation, so it's not like stealing money. It's like, this is what is there. It's like the way they, uh-huh. If you want more money, get an idea. Go enjoy MPP or NDC and what can I do to have more money? That is the question. What can I do to have more money? Recently I was there, I said, what can I do to have more money? And I had an idea. I'll go and farm. So now, farming has been added to the distance. So me, the money there. Very soon my money will be like a farm. It will be like a bro. More dogs, more rooms, more money. More what? More rooms, more what? Even as I said, I tell young ministers this. If you want to have money, bless more people. It's a simple rule in ministry. That's why every pastor with a big church is rich. The one with a small church is not rich like the one with a big church because more people are being blessed, more people honor. It's a simple rule. It's a simple thing. So the more people your ministry is extending and is being blessed, whether you're even a music minister, the more people your ministry is blessing, the more money you have. It's just like that. Let's say you have released one album. The more people buy the CD, the more money you get. It's not true. So the more people, just think about it. If I pray for 100, 1,000 people who, who are sick and they will get healed, don't you think some of them will come back to me with a gift? 1,000, are you sure one will not come with a car? 1,000 people. But I don't have 1,000 people to bless. You understand? So the more people I'm able to bless, that's why me every day I'm looking for somebody to bless. It's my thing. I live my life looking for who I'm like the devil. <laughs> you don't know me. Me. I'm like the devil. I'm just there looking for somebody I can teach. Somebody I can pray for. Somebody who is sick. I, that's how I am. If you just bring yourself, I just, oh, let's talk. I'm looking for somebody to bless. Maybe that person may not be able to bless me back, but in heaven, I've finished working. Now God will now have to pay me. But if I've not worked, the salary will not come. It's a good thing to clap. I've worked. I've blessed people. And I'm not working for the government of Ghana. I'm working for God. And if I bless, there are some people, if I bless them, they can't pay me. They can't give me money. They all look up. And some of them, even their blessing is me. I'd rather have to give them money. So, so, it's not about that, but at the end of the day, I have worked. I have labored. And God says, He has said, it's time for my cast finances to increase. As the years begin to come pass by, I found that the more people I bless, the more finances I have. The less I do, the less. It's not like pastors live on correction and offerings in church. That's not true. It is the people we bless. I said it is the people we bless. The people we what? Time is up. It is the people we bless. And I know every one of you, one way or the other, is into ministry or is going to ministry. Something you must come to a conclusion. This is how I have lived my life. That 
I was chatting with recently about the he, last day I was chatting with a young minister. There was something I wanted to buy for him. He said he needed something I wanted to buy for him. I think it was like 250 or something. And he was, he made a statement, it was like, he thought I don't have that money. <laughs> that day I laughed my head. I just laughed. <laughs> no, no, I really laughed. <laughs> When I still remember, I still laugh again. I laughed. Yeah, I'm not too rich, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not grounded. I'm not too rich, but I'm not grounded. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not grounded. I'm not. I'm not. Just that I don't look like it, but if I were to use all my money on myself, you'd have seen me with, you know what I mean. Because you know, I think that's why I always have money because I'm a good person. You don't think so? Even though I'm an evil man, but I've been able to do good anyway. And the more I'm giving to people, the more I realize I keep getting. I keep so me. I've realized over time, the more I keep giving to people, the more the money keeps. So I said, let me just keep giving. Then I'll spend more, but let's just keep giving. So when he made us there, I just laughed. I just laugh and say, no, no, don't worry, it's, it's not anything from it's not anything from me. Don't worry. Don't worry. Me, my money comes like like this, like a snake is vomiting it. Because I have more rooms. More what? Let me give you the last room, the last thing, the last way God will. So I said what what are some of the ways God will bring you physical money? Point one is what? What what are they? Somebody gives, uh-huh. Increase in salary, promotion, allowances. Yes, someone will buy something you are selling, and then you you get work. And we've learned that he said that let those who are not working not eat. Is it true? It's not true. We didn't even finish our scripture. Here verse 13. Let me see what's there. Verse 13, we are getting to 15. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well doing. Verse 14. Why? And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. They say, if any man, man will not work, have no company with him. Have no company with him. Verse 15. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Just, just, just see him as somebody who is foolish. That's what Paul is saying. He's foolish. But he's still your brother, but your brother is foolish, he's still your brother. That's what Paul is saying. I'm left with the most controversial one. Are you ready? I have to teach it because this is our church. God will give you money through a loan. Through a loan. <clears throat> God will give you money through a loan. Some loans 
I know God did you money. Just the devil giving you debts, ground you. But some loans are actually God giving you money to do something that needs to be done. It is something you have to come to understand. And God began to teach me more into it. I quoted scriptures to, to God. Let me quote one scripture to God. This is one of the scriptures I quoted to God. Are you ready? I quoted Deuteronomy chapter 28 to God. Twenty-eight. There's a place that says you shall lend and not borrow. It's the la- one of the last ones. Have you found it? Is it on the board? Oh. You say you shall lend and not borrow. Is it true? You see that. Thou shalt lend unto the nations, and thou shalt not what? Borrow. Thou shalt lend and not what? This scripture almost teaches as if you cannot call somebody and ask the person for money to pay him back. Because it is one thing for you to call somebody and ask for money, and the person will give you the money. No? Have you ever thought of that? But yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be a little bit critical. Have you ever been stranded and called people for money and not had some before? You know the feeling. And somebody sent you, how did you feel? You felt like God had answered your prayer. Is it true or not? If God is teaching that we can lend, then it is a sin for us to lend if borrowing is a sin. Let me say it again. If God is saying that borrowing is a sin, then lending is also a sin because we are causing somebody to be a stumbling block. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? If, if, if giving is a sin, then receiving is a sin. Because I'm the one who is causing somebody to receive. Do you understand? But the scripture doesn't say that. He says that this is actually at a certain stage of your life. He says that, remember this is getting to the chapter 15, the verse 15, where it ends the blessing. Here he said that you'll be so blessed that now. Look at he said the nations, he didn't say individuals. He said you'll be so blessed. There's a level where as we start out on our financial journey, we get to a point where we are so blessed that we no longer need to take borrow from anybody. Like last, but he's saying that you get to a point where you are so blessed that you no borrow. Now look at this scripture. Romans 13 verse 8. I'm not teaching that the church should go and borrow. That's not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching financial empowerment. Look at it. Oh no man anything. Have you heard this scripture before? What does it mean? This is Paul saying that if you owe somebody, pay him back. Full stop. He's not saying don't borrow. He's saying that if you owe, pay. There are some people when they owe, they don't pay. So this scripture is for you. Are you with me here? This scripture is for you. These are the two scriptures I quoted and and said, ah boy, you don't understand the scripture. So what I've explained to you is what God explained to me. 
And now I, I, I came to a point where I understood it clearly. But me, I've never taken a loan before. But what I'm saying is that God can give you money through a loan. Do you understand? So that if it happens that you have to, you've come to a point where you have to get it to buy a land, buy a property or something, and you have a good means of paying. You understand? You have a good means of what? As a matter of fact, if you are working for the government and you take a loan, you have not actually borrowed. You have just asked them to pay you in advance with interest. That's what it is. You have gone to tell them that, like the prodigal son, give me my, the goods that belong to me for the next four years. So they will calculate, say, we can pay for four Give me the goods that belong to me for the next four years. Let me go and squander it. <laughs> so that is what you actually do. Because the money is already yours, just that you've not yet worked for it. So you are saying that, just give me my five years salary plus interest, and let me go and do something with it. So God can, God can give you money through a loan. And the proof that will let you know is what the money will be used for. It will flourish and it will prosper. And it will prove to you that it is actually God who gave you the money. Do you have a question? Have you ever heard anyone preach this message before? <laughs> Let me add a top up. Because I, I will not handle faith on finances again. When you are believing God for money, now we know the channel. When you are believing God for money, let's say you want to buy um, a car. Okay, there's a twenty thousand Ghana cedis car. There's a fifty thousand Ghana cedis car. There's a hundred thousand. There's a two hundred thousand Ghana cedis car. Don't believe God for a two hundred thousand Ghana cedis car. Start from a smaller one. That is okay. Not something that is somewhere, but start from twenty thousand cedis car and believe God for all a thirty thousand cedis car. And when you're able to get there, now believe God for. 70,000 Ghana cities car. That's why I said next year, I'm either buying a Mercedes Benz or I may buy a Lamborghini or something. Like I was teaching you last week, you want to believe God for money, start believing God for 100 cities. Give yourself, Lord, from Monday to Wednesday, I, I'm trusting you for 100 Ghana cities. If he's able to do you, do it over and over again, you find out that it's possible anytime you believe God for this amount of, he does it, now take it higher. Now, me, as a pastor, my faith for money is in 10,000. I don't have faith for 100,000. And now I, I'm, I'm now getting to about 70,000. That's where I'm, I think that's where my faith is now at. So when I get to 80,000, I move to 90,000. When I enter 100,000, Lord have mercy on So, this thing is real. Believe God. You see, the problem with us is you have a picture of a Rolls Royce. As your, your, the car you are believing God for. God will not answer that prayer. Believe God for a Yaris. God will give you a Yaris. 
After a year is, believe God for a Camry. He will give you a Camry. From a Camry, believe God for a RAV4. From a RAV4, say, I want a Land Cruiser. You will find out that as the years pass by, God will answer every one of them. You want to build the house you have started on a seven bedroom. You will start with your first one and end with your last one. Why can't you just conclude on maybe a two bedroom or a three bedroom? We can manage. Don't go on a seven bedroom. You, you will be in your 90s when you are now painting the building. That's not faith. Do you understand? That's not faith. That is foolishness. And a lot of time when we say we believe God, most of the time it is not faith. It's not faith. It is not faith. That is why it is not answered because Jesus said if your faith says yes, God knows it. That's what Jesus said. He said, with, with, he said he, everything is possible to him that believes. So how did you believe God for a rose where he didn't give you a rose voice? Are you with me here? So with regards to finances as well, in, we must quantify it. We must have amounts for it. Is faith. You must quantify your finances. Quantify your faith for finances. Set amounts and time limits. As I said, like you are preparing for your conference, you can give God two days from now. He said, from now to this, like today and tomorrow, I'm believing you for this amount. Give Him time. Give a, a reasonable amount. A lot of times, what we give God is not a reasonable amount. And sometimes, what we also give God is, God give me money. Then you'll be there. Somebody will say, somebody will send you twenty cities. God has answered your prayer. One person saying, God give me money, he's no different from the one after. He's better than the one who is saying, God give me five billion. God will not. You have not asked for a thousand cities before. You are asking for five billion. You've never seen five thousand before. Not even fifty thousand. You're asking God for five hundred thousand cities. You must start from somewhere and grow your faith, your financial faith, as the years go by. And you'll be surprised what God will do in the amount of money you have in 